This episode of Says Who, just like every episode of Says Who, is brought to you by you. You, through your support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash says who, our Patreon, where every Sunday, every Sunday, every Sunday, you get an entire bonus episode of this very podcast. Me and Maureen talking to you if you give at the 5 or $10 a month level. That $10 a month level also gets you a sticker in the mail every month because you become a member of the Says Who Sticker Club patreon.com slash says who let's hear it for books oh it's so jaunty yay yay i'm working on a book right now oh are you oh that's funny and a change of pace well do you think the says who viewers will get the book probably the title hasn't been announced yet but i know what it is you know what it is you've probably seen the cover yeah i have been working on these i'm gonna spoil it don't okay what is is it Dan rules. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So it's real. She's zigging where others would zag. That's right. And please, when you support your local author, you're supporting your local author. That's me. (laughs) Yeah, it's true. When you do a thing, you've done a thing. That's right. Instead of buying food or medicine, why not buy 25,000 books? (laughs) books please help us if you want to buy twenty five thousand books consider doing it at kickbezosintheballs.org the easy to remember link to our own bookshop where you can get maureen's books and my books and also through a handy search bar pretty much any book kickbezosintheballs.org bezos had a yacht this week where he had a problem this week with his yacht. He has this super yacht and there is a European old ancient European bridge in the way. And so he asked them to take it down. Yeah, they are. They're gonna, they're gonna dismantle the bridge for him. Why do we allow this man to go on? <laughs> that yacht is a sailboat. The problem is that the sails, the masts for the sails are the tallest masts ever made and it cannot get under this bridge. It's, you know, it's being built at a shipyard and that bridge is between the shipyard and the open water for anything they build. Uh, But they have to uh, take it apart. But the thing that I didn't realize is it is so it is a sailboat, the super yacht sailboat that is larger than anything. And the sails are so large that you can't land a helicopter on it. And so he is also having a second yacht built so he can land his helicopter on it before then getting on a little boat to drive over to his main yacht. Kickbezosintheballs.org <laughs> Speaking of buying things from people that aren't Jeff Bezos, why not buy some things from us? You can go to merch.sayswhopodcast.com The 2022 slogan, It's All Around You, is all around shirts, hoodies, and even a nice bright green throw pillow that I'm a big fan of. You can go to merch.sayswhopodcast.com and get that, plus a grab bag of stickers or a bunch of other stuff. Merch.sayswhopodcast.com. Me, 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 me. Hello? Hello? Stacy? Are you in the green room? Hey, where are you at? I'm at home. 
What are you doing? What you calling for? You calling to wish me some luck, Stacey? I'm in bed. What is going on? What is I happening? Just, what do you call? You're the one that called me. Again, that's not what happened. What? Okay. Rudy. Yeah. I'm, I'm just go. getting ready for my big Hollywood entrance, Stacey. Me, 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 me. <sighs> All right. What are you talking about? I'm going to do some singing. Got a costume on, I guess maybe I got my phone stuck. Somewhere down below, you know, is in the costume. Can't reach it. Can't reach it, but I'm going to be doing a little bit of singing on the old TV, Stevesy. No. Because everyone loves my voice. That's why they said you got a voice of an angel. You're going to be on TV? I'm going to be on a show, a singing show. A singing show. You mean? Yeah, I'm gonna be you're singing. Not, you're not I'm talking about the mass singer, are you? I'm in the set. It's masked on. Oh, we'll no. see if I wear a mask. This time, I'm actually curious. Hmm. Yeah. What the hell are you going to sing? I don't want anybody else. Oh no. When I think about you, I touch myself. Oh. oh. Anybody else? When I think about you, I touch myself. I cannot hear this. It's good. It's good. Oh my god. Yeah, it's a good one. I gotta go to therapy. It's too bad you're on the phone because I got a whole dance I do. Oh no. I thought I wanted this. No. I gotta go. I gotta go. I gotta go change my ways. I gotta change my life. You're not going to surprise me. God damn it. Just God damn it. Welcome to <laughs> the podcast. That is a podcast. It's a coping strategy. I yes, am Dan. Yes, it is. <laughs> Trying to switch things up, Dan. We've been inside uh, a long time. It. Mix it up. Succeed. I'm in a much Success. better mood than I was last you time. You are. Yeah, I really am. You all can't see us, but we can see us. Yes, we can. And Maureen and I are wearing the same shirt today. Yeah. <laughs> I dance is under a black hoodie, but I appeared yeah. in my this you gave this to me. This is no, my No You gave this to me. Oh, I gave that to you? I think so. Oh, I did. I said it to yeah. you because somebody gave oh, I think my I yes, yeah, somebody else gave this to me. Yeah. And I was so excited by it that I gave it to you. Yeah. And it it's our, our yeah. a bright yellow four seasons total landscaping shirt with the gritty on a on a rider mower. Yeah. It's a great shirt. And you popped up and I was like, oh, is that a cause like your hair and the mic is kind of covering the actual graphics and but the yellow is this very distinct golden yellow. And I was like, oh, is that that shirt? And as I was saying it, I realized that I was wearing it too. I didn't think I could ever wear this color, but I think I actually can, especially since the front of my hair is now this uh, 
David Bowie bleached red blonde. Yeah, you got that kind of strawberry blonde thing, blondie thing going. Just in the front end. It's nice. Yeah. It's nice. Anyway, I feel like we really coordinated today. You know what this, so last, the last week or so, I was in a terrible mood. I was grouchy. I was, if you took a cartoon outline of me, there would have been like an electrical crackle of stress. Yeah. All around me. I was just not in a good mood. And, uh. Finally, by Saturday, I was like, and I just said to Oscar, I need a day off. He's like, yes, that's normal. People take days off. Yeah. And I just went out for the whole afternoon. I wa- It was freezing cold. I walked around. I went to this amazing grocery store. It's not even, it's like an ingredient store. It's in, okay. uh, it's in the 30s. It's called... Uh, I always pronounce it wrong. I pronounce it Kalukistans, but I think that's wrong. I'm sorry. Did you just say it's in the 30s? Well, that's that's a New York thing. Uh, I know. Like that's the the streets. It's in the mm-hmm. 30. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. That's, that's a nice I lingo. I like that. I like that New York lingo. Yeah. That's how you, you kind of describe it. It's, it's very easy and number wise. I know. It's the so, best part uh, of New York City. Logical there's a, grid. There's a area in the East 30s that's a lot of... Um, Indian restaurants. And in the middle is this magical store. It is kind I think it's world famous. And there is nothing they don't have. Wow. It's unbelievable. It's like a library. It's like the Library of Alexandria of Spices. It's like you wow. go in and it's it's got thousands upon thousands upon thousands. And it's so densely packed. Mm-hmm. It's the way it's almost like library shelving of stuff that you can go in and you can get Every anything you want to make, say, as I do, a whole bunch of curries. So I bought spices and I bought leaves and any any kind of tea, any kind of sugar. They had sweet onion sugar, Dan. They had anything. Wow. Then I walked all the way to the Strand bookstore. There you go. And I crawled around on the floor with my N95 on buying books for these maps I'm drawing for this book and a couple hours out, little exercise, a hot bath. Changes things. Honestly, even just one day was like, okay. Yeah. Just getting out a little bit. That's good. We did that on Sunday. We uh, we all piled in the car and drove two hours to Starved Rock State Park. Mm. The festively named state park. That's named right. Named after the... Uh, death of uh, a large number of indigenous people that were oh. forced onto a rock and starved to death. Oh my God. And they decided, let's just go with that for the name. And oh, also Jesus. known, there's an HBO true crime series because there was a rash of murders in it in the 60s. So, feel good place. But it did feel good because it was right around 30 degrees. It was sunny. And uh, you hike up these very treacherous snow-covered stairs to overlook the river where we saw bald eagles fucking diving in and fishing, and it ruled. Nice. Nice. Just yeah. getting out a little bit does it seem was. to be a real... It helped a bunch. Yeah. It helped a whole bunch. So that's good. Yeah, it's good. Anyway, this episode of Says Who... It's brought to you brought by... to you by oh, Wait, 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 wait. I think there's... support. No, I think hmm? stuff happened this week, then. I know, but I think now let's just leave on a high note, right? No. Through your support of our Patreon, our theme music is performed by. Mm -mm. Okay. 
I'm looking. I've, you've written a lot of notes here, Dan. I did. I did. And now I have regrets. But mm. uh, I will say, if you are a Says Whovian listening to us from Canada and you are impacted by the Canadian Nazi truckers that are taking over your cities, I our hearts go out to you. It's not great up there right now, Maureen. It's terrible and it's incredibly weird. Yeah. Yeah. The streets of Ottawa, which is Canada's capital city, it's not Toronto, uh, they've been clogged with truckers for the last two weeks protesting vaccine requirements that they have to have to cross the border, which anyone in Canada has to do. Um, but uh, they have uh, they have been protesting. And the thing that is the U.S. coverage of this has been remarkably bad. Um, but thankfully, a lot of Canadians have been talking about it. In my mind, they were sort of driving around and honking like uh, like a Trump truck parade. That's what I thought was happening. Yeah. They drove into the city center and just stopped. They have filled the center of Ottawa with trucks. They brought infrastructure. They brought porta potties and they brought uh, like heaters, propane, all that kind of thing. And they are just there now. They just live there. They're fucking terrorizing the people that live around there. Uh, yeah, it's fucking wild. It is not a truck protest that we are used to. It is a straight up occupation by Nazi truckers. How long Good have stuff. they been there? Almost two weeks. Are they flying Nazi flags? Or are uh -huh. they? Yeah. Oh, Canadian okay. Nazi Confederate. Right. Take your pick. You're, you're, you, they're running the piece of shit special, basically. Right. Um, yeah. And it is starting to spread. It is reaching other cities in, in, in Canada now. Uh, just today, the bridge, one of the key bridges that connects the U.S. and Canada, uh, in Detroit has been blocked all day by the truckers. Uh, the auto industry is starting to get a little bit sweaty because that bridge is key to moving parts back and forth between the two countries. Uh, it's not great, Maureen. It's not great. And their demand is to lift the requirement for yeah, vaccines. I mean, as much as anyone's demand is anything, right. you know, like they are just shitty. There's there's pretty good documentation at this point that s at least at least money, if not actual truckers, are moving from the U.S. to Canada to support this. Um, yeah, I mean, they're ostensibly anti-vax protests, but it seems that they are, you know, it's similar. It's like saying that, uh, you know, the January 6th insurrection was really about, mm. you know, counting the vote fairly. Right. Similar. You know what the U.S. has a lot of, Maureen? Mm -hmm. Truckers. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, uh, not going to be long till because it's very successful for a tactic. It is remarkably successful. There was, uh, there was a Twitter thread of somebody in Ottawa walking around documenting things. 
They are, you know, they came in, like I said, with porta potties and propane heaters and all of that, but also with old shitty broken things that they have like trucks and things that they've just put in the middle of streets. There are a bunch of cars that they've removed the wheels from that are just in the streets. You know, so I mean, it's, they're building the Les Mis barricade. Yeah. They brought their own cranes. Sure. Yeah. So this is the uh, Les Mis barricade, but for Nazis. Yeah. Yeah. Shitty Les Mis. Yeah. You know. So that's going to be fun in a few weeks when we're talking about the truck protests. New York City seems especially susceptible to something like that. It would not take a lot of trucks in Manhattan to really fuck you all over. Oh, our own bridges, tunnels. Yeah. Yeah. All it would really take was the tunnels. Yeah. So that's fun. It's yeah. a good time. We'll talk a little bit more about those people, I think, in a little bit. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Maureen, I want to shift gears, though. Mm. Is it to something nice? I mean, not really. No. <laughs> Go that far. Okay. But it is, this has been the most says who news cycle in quite some time. I feel like there were... Almost every day last week, a piece of news would pop up and I would go, well, that feels like something we should probably talk about. And then the next day would happen and I would go, well, that's definitely something we need to talk about. And that has just continued throughout. So shall we, Maureen, perhaps take a trip through the last week of the most says news since Donald Trump sidled up to an omelet bar? All right. So we begin slightly out of order. The biggest, most says Whovian thing, and the thing that actually happened, I believe, the night after we recorded, of course. We will save that for last. But uh, we will begin with... Do you remember with... when we recorded every day? <laughs> I do. And one day it was almost twice? I think it was almost three times. It was, oh. Uh, we did two. I think we almost did three. Oh, boy. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, we will begin with Mike Pence. Vocally splitting with Donald Trump this week in a speech that got widely covered saying President Trump is wrong. I had no right to overturn the election. This, of course, in response to Trump's facts last week where he said that Mike Pence should have overturned the election. He said, quote, frankly, there's no idea more un-American than the notion that any one person could choose the American president. He added under the Constitution, I had no right to change the outcome of the election. And Kamala Harris will have no right to overturn the election when we beat them in 2024. Did he make this speech, Maureen, at CPAC or the Hoover Institute or some other traditional bastion of conservative values? Yes. He did not. He'd made it at Disney World. Okay. You know what? <laughs> he made the speech at the uh, at a conference held by creepy conservatives, the Federalist Society. These are the people that basically chose all of the Supreme Court justices that Trump appointed. They held their conference at Disney World. Specifically, they held it at the Yacht and Beach Club Hotel, which before this was most notable for offering a $35 ice cream sundae called the Kitchen Sink. Mm. That Maureen had offered scoops of vanilla chocolate strawberry cookies and cream and mint chocolate chip and topped it with hot fudge peanut butter Snickers pieces, a fresh baked brownie. 
and covering every topping they have. I would like that Sunday to be, if we're being honest here, Maureen. I will say that I feel like the one blessing in this terrible story. Well, yeah. I guess, I guess there's two things. Yeah. One is that Pence has said, I mean, obviously, fuck, eat him into the sun. Fuck sure. this guy. Yep. For saying, I guess, do we, there's no applause. I, Pence says something accurate. Mm-hmm. They, at least. You know, they, a year and a plus later. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just want to repeat what we said last week. These people wanted to kill Mike Pence. Yeah. But we'll get there. I am glad they didn't bring Dole Whip into it. If they had been like, and then they all sat down for a Dole Whip, then I would have just I mean, gone right out the window. Did. They didn't. What a weird ass place to decide to do this conference at. This is personal. The, the um, all of the coverage keeps referring to him delivering this speech at Lake Buena Vista, Florida which is one of the two fake towns that Disney World owns and runs outside Orlando. That's where Disney World's Disney World's mailing address is in Lake Buena Vista. And most of Disney World is in, I believe, Bay Lake. You know what? They're, when these, when these people towns. left, they're going to need an old priest and a young priest to go through there and kind of blow out the... For real. The bad vibes. The uh, It continues a weird tradition... Richard Nixon's I am not a crook speech hmm. happened at the Contemporary Hotel at Disney World. Is that where he did that? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. For some reason, shitbags like to go to Disney World and give speeches. Bad stuff tends to happen in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> it does. It's like so- the it's like a drain. You know, like God bless Florida. And all of you in Florida, but you know, you all, you, you know better than anyone else. They know better than us. Yeah. Yeah. It all just pours in there. Yeah. Uh, While Maureen, we're on the topic of Trump and Disney World. This week at Disney's Hall of Presidents, they had to stop the robot president show because Trump supporters descended on it, chanting Trump's name. And forcing the poor Disney cast member running the robots to turn the lights on and remind the audience that they couldn't interrupt the show. Why? You know, to make a point. Why? Why? Unrelated to Trump, the lights were turned on uh, during the People Mover, which is the slow moving train that drives above Tomorrowland. At one point, the People Mover goes into the Space Mountain building, which Mm -hmm. is pitch black. And uh, this week, the train got stopped, the lights got turned on, and a cast member over an intercom said, we can see you. And it turned out there were people having sex in the people mover. What? Yeah. How? I mean, it's it's a, you you ride it with, only with your party. It's a free moving. Yeah, but like, how, you, you how can, long is it in the dark? A couple of minutes. I mean, I don't think they were probably really going at it big time, but uh, yeah, leave it to people's imaginations. What was possible in two minutes See, in the dark? Isn't it kind of an open car thing? Doesn't it? Yeah, it's but like it kind a little of drives, open car. It can't be. It can't slow. be that long in the Space Mountain, can it? 
I mean, maybe not. it feels very long because you go it, most of the track is outdoors mm-hmm. and then you go into Space Mountain and it is pitch black like you cannot see your hand in front of your face. But uh, apparently they have infrared cameras or some kind of uh, UV camera where they can see what people are doing. And they turn the lights on. They turn the lights on. <laughs> Bad week to be an employee at Disney. Come, they just come on. Stop it, you guys. Yeah. That, it just, I imagine it's the same person who's like, oh, God. God damn it. Not again. Oh, no. Wait. <laughs> hey, kid. <laughs> Please stop. I am. Uh, do you want to go up there and knock on the door, kid? We have cameras. <laughs> <laughs> this is more embarrassing for me than it is for you, I assure you. You want to go work at the Hall of Presidents, kid? <laughs> <laughs> Please let the show continue. <laughs> This isn't proper behavior for Disney World. Oh, you poor bastard. (laughs) Anyway, Maureen, from Mike Pence on down, it just feels like Disney World is not attracting the best and brightest right now, I would say. Until we get there. Yeah. Speaking of attracting awful people, Mar-a-Lago this week sent a note to members that read... Great music will be played during dinner on Friday and Saturday evenings with President Trump playing the role of disc jockey. Oh my God. <laughs> the music will be amazing. It will be lots of fun and will go until the late evening. Jeez. For those who will be unable to be seated, the bar will be open for drinks. We look forward to seeing everyone again very soon. Signed, President Donald J. Trump. Oh, my God. I know what it is already, Dan. Yeah. It's two things. Okay. It's yacht rock. Sure. And it's pipe organ music. <laughs> <laughs> Little John Philip Sousa thrown in. Maybe it just I just imagine this you know, just like something <laughs> just pipe organs. I just maybe he gets one record on before like you've been to like a shitty wedding where the DJ talks a little too much. Like, it would be that. Dan, I I had an event once where I was forced to hire a DJ. Yeah. This was against my will. And there was, a in this town, there was only basically one guy that was a DJ. It was also the town, I was also forced to hire a photographer. And this guy was like, I am the third best photographer in Emmitsburg. And I was like, <laughs> oh, no. Wow. But then I had to hire this DJ. And his name was Dan Sandys, and he wore a piano tie. Yeah, he did. A hundred percent, and a little, like, no, musical note earring. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm imagining. Yeah. Everybody on the dance floor. Yeah. Trump in a piano tie. I wouldn't <laughs> mind seeing that. Is everybody having a good time? <laughs> More pipe organ music. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think that he would he would lay heavily on your sort of Studio 54 mainstays, I would say. That really I, is sort of where he begins and ends in terms of culture. If it involves snorting cocaine off of a woman in the 80s, he was listening to it. I guess so. Is it just Robert Palmer then? <laughs> it's just like addicted to love over and over again? Yes. And somehow he's somehow got the soundtrack to Miami Vice. Yep. Is it is it just 
I can uh, in the air tonight by Genesis. No, that's by Phil Collins solo. First of all, second of all, do not oh boy. take that out of your mouth. That's a perfect song. He's not playing that song. He doesn't like that song. I'm not saying anything against any of these songs. I, don't I want, played it a lot on Miami. Vice I don't though. want in the air tonight anywhere. Only specifically, I think on the episodes where Phil Collins was actually a a, a person. Side note, when they first gave me my neurological medication, the yeah. first time I took it, I take it three times a day and it's like all it does is like keep me normal. But the first time I took it, it made me high as anything. Like I was crab walking sideways. <laughs> I was laughing at the walls and I just kept pointing at Oscar and going, Phil Collins. And I thought this was the funniest thing that had ever happened that I just kept saying, calling him Phil Collins. <laughs> I was rolling well, with laughter. He's a Brit. And They're so, both Brits. yeah, that's it. That was the whole yeah. joke. And now to this day, I'm still like Phil Collins and I'll just send him photos of Phil Collins. He's like, what does it even mean? I'm like, Phil Collins, <laughs> Phil Collins. I loved Phil Collins as a middle schooler, like hey, sixth, seventh all- grade. I was so into Phil Collins. Yeah, I really was. There is an excellent episode of This American Life from a million years ago now where uh, Starly Kine wants to write a sad song and she ends up getting to talk to Phil Collins on how to write a sad song. And it is amazing. I met his daughter and his ex-wife once. Sure. My friend Cassie, Lily Collins was in my friend Cassie's movie. Okay. And we were all in LA and Cassie did a signing. I was at this, I signed, we were signing together, but it was Cassie signing. Yeah. And some of the cast came and Lily Collins came with her mother. It was Phil Collins' ex-wife. I would just, she's like the president of the Beverly Hills Women's Society or something. Sure. I would describe her as very LA, a little yeah. bit brittle. <laughs> that sounds a, LA. A lot of work. Yeah. <laughs> that, you have, that is very LA. I mean, a lot those of are work. perfect words to describe very LA. And I think she thought I was Cassie's assistant and she was so persistent about it that I just started acting like it. (laughs) (laughs) That was the same time with the bus. I told you what I did with the bus. Same trip. Maybe. Cassie got... Refresh my memory. This is a book tour Cassie was on and she got a branded wrapped tour bus. Right. And three of us, Sarah Reese Brennan, Cassie, and I traveled on the bus together doing signings and generally having an incredible time driving around the, the American West in a giant ass bus. Yeah. This bus had a, a boardroom, oh, a middle living room, a kitchen, a bathroom, and a staff. That's would, living the dream right there. Who would pull over and get you any food you wanted. Well, how many staffers were on the bus? There was a driver and two staff members. Holy cow. Yeah. So That's no joke. Who wore branded, like they would change into the tour branded stuff when we got off. And um, this was maybe the greatest week of my life. I was invited <laughs> to go on the whole thing and I only went on part of it because I had to come home. But oh my God, it was fun. And we're on this giant ass bus and we were in, one of the stops was in Las Vegas. Okay. Have I never said this one? I've certainly heard stories of this bus, but I'm not 100% that I've heard this particular story. We stayed at the Bellagio. Okay. Which is a hotel that is 
bigger than Versailles. Like this place is yeah. huge. And when you check in, they take your luggage. Okay. They don't just let you take it to the room. It goes on some internal transport system. Okay. I don't know. They've got like luggage elevators somewhere and they like whisk your luggage away. And we needed to check out really fast and get back on the bus to start moving to the next city. Yeah. And we checked out and we waited and we waited and our luggage just never showed up. And we needed to go. Yeah. And we were kind of like, what do we do? Like we, we, and finally I, had, because many years ago when I was a temp, I did a job in Las Vegas where I was right. like a backstage person. And so I was like, here's what I'm going to do. And I went downstairs to the desk and I said, I am a Cass Cassandra Clare's PR manager. And I just want you to know that if her bags aren't in that bus in the next five minutes, I'm going to take that bus and I'm going to park it in front of your, in front of house. And I'm going to block your doors. You have five minutes to comply. Do you see that bus? I'm going to move it. It was really fun. I got the bags. So you invented the Canadian trucking protest. Basically. That's where they got the idea. They had our bags for an hour, Dan. There was and a guy in a maple leaf jacket next they to you that was like, hmm, file that one away. I just like doing things like that. I love working behind the scenes more than anything. <laughs> <laughs> like at a party, I'm much happier in the kitchen, like cooking up some food. I'm yeah. just like, oh, I know I'm actually on this tour and I'm supposed to be, I'd much rather pretend <laughs> to be in charge of the bus. You get things done. I love that. Oh, it makes me so happy. I'm much happier with a clipboard in my hand. <laughs> well, I'm about to make you unhappy, Maureen, because Donald Trump... Spinning records at Mar-a-Lago was not the only idiot making music this week. No. Was he, Maureen? Dan, the only the only news I have been really riveted to this week. Yeah. Is what's going on in the UK. Yeah. Because it is so bizarre. It's not bizarre, but it's it's mind-boggling. Yeah. The, the the kind of update is that Boris Johnson, the prime minister of the UK, is deeply embattled because of uh, he's under investigation for 12 parties. Party that, too hardy. That he had during lockdown. Yeah. Uh, and now he's under police investigation. There was report various ministers have come out against him of his own Tory party. And he, um, but while he got really flustered defending himself in parliament, he accused the leader of the opposition of allowing pedophile Jimmy Savile to go free. Yeah. Which did, is not true. It is a internet conspiracy theory. Yeah. The uh, head of the opposition is named Keir Starmer. And because of that, two, two, those, our stories are converging. Yeah. So because of that, his members of his staff who've been with him for a long time were finally like, fuck you. And they quit. Like his right-hand woman quit and her right-hand woman quit and his director of comms quit and this other guy quit. Yeah. Two things have happened, Dan. One. Yeah. His, because of what he said about Keir Starmer, the UK has its own version of the Canadian trucking protest. Yeah. Which are camped out around Parliament. And they seem to be a weird, like all of these things are a weird blend that they can't seem to decide what they are. Um, they are shouting about vaccines 
and the Magna Carta. Undoubtedly fucking Lawrence Fox is in there. If you haven't heard about Lawrence Fox, Lawrence Fox is an actor who was on the show Lewis. Okay. And he's also, he ran for, I guess, mayor of London. He's, he's like a, he's a right wing Brexiteer anti-vaxxer. Okay. An anti-masker who I think currently has COVID. Oh, perfect. Uh, and is treating himself with ivermectin and smoking mm. cigars. I mean, it's he's like he's like Joe Rogan, but less successful. Anyway, yeah. they're having these protests, and they yesterday or the, was it yesterday or the day before? Um, basically, rushed Keir Starmer on the street as he was going into Parliament and started shouting "pedophile" at him. Oh, good. So directly because of Boris Johnson's actions, the leader of the opposition, his life was. Uh, he was immediately like surrounded by security and police, but they got pretty close to him. And eventually the police just had to grab him and put him in a police car and Jesus. drive him out. So they have that going on. But meanwhile, the new director of comms, yeah, who seems like a real weird guy. Really? That's weird. I would think they would be really <laughs> pulling in the best and brightest at this point. Oh, some of these people, Dan, they are not, not to be believed. But uh, apparently he said he walked in and Boris Johnson began singing, I will survive. Yeah. And they started singing to each other. I will do survive. Think, do you think it was like a slow dirge-like version? Like a sad little hollow, I will survive? Or was he really going full Gloria Gaynor on this one? Oh, Gloria Gaynor, for yeah. sure. Boris Johnson is, the actual comms guy quote was, he's not a complete clown. Well, that's... He also can be serious. That's his comms guy, Dan. <laughs> you know. Now, Boris Maybe Johnson... Maybe he had one of those curses where he couldn't lie. Boris Johnson, because he's so under siege, is doing a lot of press, and mostly that involves going places and being photographed near machines. Sure. Every goddamn day, he's out. He's he's. They let him run the controls on a digging machine. Yeah, you know. They let him look at a machine that wraps cheese. Yesterday, he nice. was looking at like an MRI machine. Yeah. Or he sits in the front of a truck. Uh, and he and he laughed off and sort of was kind of having to try to deny that he yeah. was singing I Will Survive to his comms sure. guy. Who you know. said that they sang together and that he's, quote, uh, not a complete clown. The wheels just, are off that fucking bus, Dan. Like... The idea that, like, basically his whole staff quit and now he has to find new staff, it feels a lot like the Titanic trying to find a new crew when it's already, like, split in half and sticking up in the air. Oh, also today he reshuffled his entire cabinet. So, yeah, yeah they definitely, this is some real deck chair situation. Like, you're not getting the best captain for your ship at this point. Well, now he's endangered the opposition. He's singing, I will survive. His staff is dropping like flies. He's moving things around and he's constantly getting his picture taken in front of machines. And he's under investigation by the police. It's going good. So what you're saying is it's going good. Can't wait to get there, Dan. Oh, right. Oh, yeah, that's going to be soon. One good thing, though, Dan. Yeah. I've discovered... Because Nish Kumar, the comedian, posted a picture of it on Twitter yesterday that there is a chain of Indian street food restaurants 
with mm-hmm. extensive vegan options that look amazing, mm-hmm. that are full of swings. So you can sit on a swing inside all the tables, oh. like this, instead of seats, they're swings. Okay. Enjoy delicious Indian food, med- much of which is vegetarian, and they also allow dogs. Wow. It's like they've made a restaurant for me. Yeah, well, that's, I'm very happy for you. I mean, everybody seems to be eating inside there. <laughs> it's all great. When are you going there again? Next month. You should be perfectly timed for the real descent of the lorry protesters. Oh, good. Yeah, I'm hoping so. the center of London. Mm. They will be pretty much, because I've I've rented an Airbnb, and they will largely be parked in front of it. If oh, I, that's nice. Yes. I mean, the good news is they brought their own bathrooms, so if you pretty need to central, use one. Pretty central. Perfect. Yep. That'll be Looking great. forward to it. I will survive. Boris Johnson is not the only moron singing this week. Because it was leaked that Rudy Giuliani was revealed as a competitor in the dumb reality talent show, The Masked Singer. For those of you unfamiliar with the concept, people appear in large, elaborate, furry mascot-style costumes and sing. And I have never seen it, so I'm not sure exactly how it works, but I would assume that the person that does the worst job has to reveal who they were underneath. And the field narrows as the show goes on. It is still being taped, so we don't know a lot about how far Rudy got in the competition. We don't know what costume he wore, and we don't know what song he sung. But we do know that when it was revealed that he was the masked singer for that week, Two of the show's four judges, comedian Ken Jeong and one-hit wonder singer Robin Thicke, reportedly walked off the set. You know what? Hmm? I just want to say one thing about Ken Jeong. Okay. That guy's awesome. Yeah. He is a doctor, as well as being a comedian. And one time... A guy, there was someone who was in medical distress while he was performing, and he jumped off the stage and saved that guy's life. Wow. Yup. That yeah, guy well, rules. A source close to Jung later told People Magazine that Ken, quote, Ken felt disrespected and was livid to see Rudy was under the mask, yeah, which is was. why he walked off. There's no way he could hide his feelings. And in fact, the the that he was a doctor was cited uh, to people as being one of the motivating reasons for why he stormed off. He felt that Giuliani's role, quote, as a personal attorney for Trump and therefore part of the administration that mishandled the COVID-19 pandemic from the start should not have been on the fucking television. And you know what, Morton? He shouldn't have been. Correct. The idea that you can... Lead. Remember, he was one of the lead people pushing all of the fucking the election was rigged theories a year ago. And then be uh, a funny comedy spot on a reality show a year later. Seems like a bad idea. Like a bad idea for the country. 
I this is so they also had fucking Sarah Palin on. Yes. Who runs this goddamn show? And also Robin Thicke's on it. Who runs yeah. this fucking show? So Robin Thicke, uh, at, when it was reported, Ken Jong and Robin Thicke, who Robin Thicke sung the song Blurred Lines. Yes. Rape theme song Blurred Lines. Yeah. That's Robin Thicke. Yeah, so it was like, wow, that's funny. Like Ken Jeong, by every measure, as you have pointed out, seems to be a you know pretty great guy. Yeah. But the opposite seems true for Robin Thicke. Like, yep. but he fucking stormed off as well. Well, I will let you know, Maureen, that somebody close to Robin Thicke took pains to explain to People Magazine that quote Robin actually followed Ken because he and Ken are very close friends, and he wanted to check in on him. Robin didn't storm out because of Giuliani. Could have just left that one alone. Could have been like, hey, you know what? For the first time in my whole life, people think I did a good thing. I don't, I got, I got, I got, I got nothing. The other two I hate ju- it. judges. Dan, I, I just need to take a second to hate it. Okay. You can hate it. Why do they let these motherfuckers normalized <laughs> yeah yes why what am i what am i asking why am i asking this question well what was i expecting i've never seen the fucking mass singer but the, i mean I, I what was i expecting what was i expecting answers could lie in that one of the other judges that didn't walk off was noted anti-vaxxer jenny mccarthy jesus christ what is happening with this show <laughs> Is Ken, they're like, we got one good guy. Ken's in the middle of that, like a goddamn diamond. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then the other uh, judge that did not walk off. Was oh, who was it? Charles Manson? <laughs> <laughs> former lead singer of the Pussycat Dolls. Nicole Scherzinger. Sure. They stayed and chatted with Rudy. Well, Robin apparently ran off the stage to check on his friend. Mm-hmm. Great. Great. Yeah. As usual, Ken Jong shining through this goddamn shit show. Yeah. I mean, you've got to figure if you're a good dude and you're guesting, like you're judging that show, mm-hmm. you already are like, I don't feel great about my decisions that led to this moment. And then suddenly it's fucking Rudy Giuliani sitting in front of you. Right. There's a whole life flash before your eyes moment when that fucking mask comes off. And he's already had to sit in front of Sarah Palin. Yeah, I, I, I don't know enough about the show to know if they've had a consistent set of judges throughout or, or that sort of thing. But Sarah Palin was not this season. This was a previous season. That's a, a, who there's there's something going on with the booking of that show. Yeah, that's a oh, weird yeah. fucking show. Who's next? Dojo. Is he going to come dressed as a line of cocaine? Like what is going to happen? <laughs> Sean Spicer was on Dancing with the Stars. What is happening? That was like right after he left the uh, the the White House. Omarosa was on uh, Big Brother, I believe. There's a there's a history of fucking <sighs> normalizing these fuckers, but Rudy being on like I think last episode we were like Rudy really hasn't been anywhere lately. Apparently that's because he's been fucking learning how to sing. Think of how bad it must have smelled inside that suit. 
<laughs> I assume he's dressed as a giant phone. That would almost make it okay. Just farts and alcohol and bad <laughs> rotten breath like inside that they had to have just burned that thing afterwards. It's covered in dye, sweat stains. <laughs> just gross. Oh. Did who who was his who what the job of the person that had to keep him sober for the, you know, Three hours leading up to the taping. <laughs> that person is no longer working in Hollywood. They've joined a cult. Yeah. They're, <laughs> they're up a mountain somewhere. <laughs> I wear these robes now. <laughs> I don't come down. Bad things happen down there. I saw the inside of that suit. <laughs> oh. Now I got to follow this guy and cover myself in crystals. <laughs> yeah. What did he sing though, Dan? I don't even know. I don't want to know. I don't want to know anything about this. I don't want to live in this world that it even happened. Mm -hmm. Let alone it's going to get a whole nother round of fucking press when it actually airs. Maybe it was this. Maybe it was also addicted to love. <laughs> God, addicted to love. <laughs> So many things. Rudy sings. It's just a whole, an album of covers. Oh, wow. That is. Wow. <laughs> oh, boy. I hate what if it. He, something really, uh, Hotel California. That's what he did. Some <laughs> eagles. Oh, no. Some dirge. Welcome to Hotel California. <laughs> that one hurt. <laughs> That's a lovely place. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I can I shift the fucking gear from this piece of shit and actually talk about a piece of culture that is amazing and I can't stop thinking about? Sure. Last night we um we have been watching a show which is fine. I would say the show is fine. It is called Mythic Quest. It is mm -hmm. a comedy. I think it is on the Apple television thing about a video game company and it's fine. It's light and it's, it's good enough. And then they had a fucking standalone bottle episode that contained none of the normal characters told a completely separate story was a half an hour long. And it was honestly, and it, the tone and everything about it was completely different than the actual show. It was like, it was like, you were reading kind of like a goofy feel good summer reading novel. And then they snuck a really beautiful short story in just in the middle. Uh, it is the fifth episode of the first season. It is called a dark, quiet death. And it is absolutely beautiful. It is just the story of these two people. It's told over like a 10 year window. Uh, two people that meet in a video game store and build a video game together and it follows their relationship and their life and the kind of like rise and fall of both. And it is a remarkable piece of filmed storytelling. Wow. Really just incredible. Like it was done and the teen was like, that was really good. 
And like, I'm like, I have like fucking tears running down my face. I'm like, yeah, it was. I'm like laying in bed all night thinking about it. Uh, he was like, yeah, I cried a little bit. Like I did too. It was really That's nice. A really amazing thing. So not all TV is terrible. The rest of the show is kind of middling, I would say. It's fine. It's probably above average. But man, this episode, which has nothing to do with the whole show other than it's about video games. All right. Is incredible. Worth seeking out. We tunneled into the UK and we watched a show called The Outsiders. Ooh, what is which that? It, it's basically... It's basically Taskmaster in a camp hosted by David Mitchell. Oh, I've seen because there have been a few people from Taskmaster on it and I follow them on Twitter and they have they have tweeted about it. Yeah. So the idea is that they get these six comedians and they put them into pairs. So there's three pairs and they're in a camp together for a week and they have to try to earn three badges per episode. Okay. By doing three different tasks, like create a song, make dis, disguise yourself in the woods, make your own shoes, wow. things like that. Yeah. And then at the end, they find out whether or not they get the badge for that activity. That I sounds like awesome. It. It's all it's because England has they have 40 comedians that are on all the shows. It, I I now follow a number of British comedians because of Taskmaster, and mm-hmm. it seems like now that things have opened up again, they are all going on tour, and it makes me laugh every time they post their tour dates because they will post like 40 tour spots, mm-hmm. and then I realize like these are places like 30 minutes from each other. Yep. <laughs> it would be like It would be like going on a tour of Long Island. Oscar used to live in a town called Guilford, and the place where all of these people performed was maybe, I don't know, a 45-second walk out the front door. So it was like all we had, we would trip and fall into like the place where all these comedians were coming constantly. Uh, it was wild. You could, you could just see a lot more stuff, because they've only got a couple of them, and they all they, yeah. they live there. Just see them. They let, they let their famous people roam freely. <laughs> see them in the wild. Yeah, they're just there. Well, Maureen Johnson. Yep. Says who is made possible by you through your support of our Patreon at patreon.com slash says who. Our Patreon every Sunday, we do this all over again and you can hear it. I don't know why I said that so loud or sort of obnoxiously. I apologize for that. Our theme music is performed by Ted Leo. Our logo is designed by Darth. You can contact us at Says Who Podcast on Twitter. You can email at hey, that is H-E-Y at says who podcast.com. Join the discussion on Facebook at... Oh, you're doing that. Okay. Join the discussion on Facebook at slash group slash says whovians. Our Facebook group is moderated by Janice Dillard. If you want to join the fan-run Discord server, you can go to tinyurl.com slash says who Discord. Spread the word. Subscribe. Please leave stars and reviews on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. And you can join us next Wednesday, Maureen's birthday, the 16th of February. I'm doing a lot of shoulder moves now. You didn't even get excited that we're the episode's coming out on your birthday. I will survive. 
Maybe we'll do a whole This Is Your Life episode. Please no. <laughs> Contact your Catholic school teachers. No, thank you. <laughs> It'll be wonderful. My Catholic school teachers are now 150 years old because they were they were 95 when I was in right, high school. But they're nuns, so they never died. They died constantly, Dan. <laughs> they died constantly. My first three weeks of, of high school had oh, the, three oh, nuns died. Oh no. And w- we had to go to the viewings. Oh. Oh no. I started high school thinking that a teacher was gonna die every week because that's how it started. <laughs> that's not a joke. That's what really happened. Well, for all that and more, you can join us for the very special Maureen's birthday. It episode was terrifying. <laughs> Next Wednesday, three the sixteenth of February. Dan, this three viewings. We got marched in that chapel, and I was like, "What is happening? This place is terrifying." <laughs> From my basement in Chicago, I'm Dan Sinker. Now I've gone back to that place, Dan. <laughs> you really were just, you were staring off into the middle distance with a look of horror on your face for a I moment could, there. It was so hot. <laughs> <laughs> they wouldn't let us take our blazers off. We had to go to that chapel and it was so hot and we had to wear those fucking blazers and we were not allowed to take off the blazers until two people passed out. Thunk one, <laughs> thunk two. Girls, you can take your blazers off. Wow. Yeah. Thunk. Eventually, I think people just pretended to pass out because (laughs) it's the easy way out. I mean, come on. Why do we have to wear those goddamn blazers? It was 95 degrees in that chapel. Thunk. (laughs) That's the sound of a that's the sound of a teenage girl hitting a wooden pew in front of a dead body. Thunk. (laughs) This is why I'm this way. Thunk from her office ah! in New York City. I'll do it. All right. From a place of reflection. Oh boy. Of appreciation. Mm-hmm. Of music, of light, of laughter, of good times and good friends. <laughs> <laughs> You want me to stop? There was a out one of the western suburbs on the way from where I live to IKEA. Used to pass what I assume was sort of a independent Chuck E. Cheese style arcade and food place. And its slogan, I don't remember what the name was, but I will never forget the slogan. The slogan was simply food, fun, and a monkey. Yeah. I'm Maureen Johnson. <laughs> this has been Says Who. Food, fun, and a monkey. You look like you're about to vomit. <laughs> <laughs>